Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the worst damn sports show, period. Happy Halloween. <laughs> it's the worst damn sports show, period. Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. That is, of course, if you are listening on Halloween. If you're not, then... Yeah, but we can still wish people happy Halloween. Yes, yeah, we wish you a happy Halloween no matter where you are or what time of the year it is. Because it could be like Saturday and you could be getting all dressed up to go get drunk with your friends and that still counts as Halloween to me. Yeah, I was going to say, is this is this <laughs> technically Halloween weekend since it's... No, that's a- bullshit. All right, I get it. Like, I understand. <laughs> I've thought about this a lot. I, I, I understand the temptation to do such a thing, but we all know it's the weekend before Halloween. No. That is Halloween proper. No, you could... T- you could Definitely have a party tomorrow night and have it be a Halloween party. Oh, no. Okay, and I've seen that happen before, but it was last year when uh, Jukebox the Ghost did their Halloween show, and that was on November 1st, and it was the Queen tribute slash Halloween show. Okay. It's not, it's not right. Why, why is <laughs> yeah. it right? What's, what's wrong? Why are you stealing joy here, Steve? Because it's November. That's the season of turkey. I, I mean, listen, favorite holiday, yeah. right? Like, I love Thanksgiving. It's, it is my go-to holiday. But, I mean, you can, that's Halloween. It's fine. I, I think that, I think there's no right or wrong answer to this, but that is my opinion. Okay. How about that? Okay. I'm, I'm all for extending Halloween if it means pushing Christmas back to where it should be, yeah. and that is around Thanksgiving. Yeah, get yeah. back in your place, Christmas. <laughs> Stay in your lane, do, bro. Yeah. And I do understand like it's 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 tough you know in a thursday that that, thursday halloween it's it's the worst one because like what do you do the weekend before seems so far away and the weekend after is after yeah i I mean i think it was wednesday last year wasn't it that's the second worst day yeah Yeah. Uh, no i see i feel like wednesday is worse Really? Because then you legitimately can't do the weekend yeah, after. Yeah, there's no good weekend to do it. Mm-hmm. Like the first weekend, you're like, oh my God, it's Halloween parties already. And then the second weekend, you're like, well, that was like four days ago. So. Yeah, see, okay. Game over. Back in the box, Halloween costume. By the way, I can't wait. Oh, wait. Next year is a leap It's year. a Saturday. Yeah. So okay, next so week, we skip two. Next year, we don't have the excuse of the weekend before. We have it on a weekend. Which is wonderful. Oh, like, yeah, it's I, the best. I do love that. Though I don't think that they should make it a floating holiday like Thanksgiving. Have no, you seen No, wait, this? no, yeah, why, here, but this year's particular, why wouldn't it be a Saturday, like it's the last, they, they talk about doing the last Saturday of the yeah, month. Yeah. That would have been this past Saturday. Yeah. How amazing would that have been? Mm. Oh, it was nice. 70 Before degrees. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Can't complain I just, about that. I, just, I don't know. I, I'm, call me a traditionalist, but <laughs> October 31st is the date of Halloween. It's like a made up holiday anyway. Um, Though, I, I do want to say this. Is this the first holiday we're actually doing a podcast on? I think. Well, I we've, we've never ever... done Christmas. We've never done Thanksgiving. Uh, never done Easter. Have we hit Valentine's Day? Never done uh, Columbus Day. I mean, Valentine's right. Day is a possibility, but there's only been two. It could have been. Yeah, so. We would have had this last year. It was a Thursday this, this, this Yeah, the there you go. This is the first holiday we're there spending together, guys. Merry Christmas, Aww. everyone. How cute is that? And awesome. <laughs> none of us are in costume or eating candy. Well, I mean, I have a costume. It's just. It's technically holding my costume in my hand. <laughs> all, we've all been here for like five hours already, which means the costume comes off yeah. unless somebody needs to to see it <laughs> yeah we got to do work <laughs> speaking of doing work uh so we are going to talk about broncos we're going to talk about the nfl as a matter of fact big wild news for the broncos we'll see what that actually means when it's all said and done yeah uh but we start with our tweet of the week which is the world series let's let's start there let's actually talk about the world series since we didn't talk about it at all going into it but yeah the Nationals won last night. Um, it was a crazy game, crazy turn of events in the seventh inning. And we also got to talk about Steve's uh, questionable behavior with a bat. Mm-hmm. Did you see that tweet, Dubs? I, I unfortunately did. <laughs> well, this has to do with the idea that the, the night before, uh, Bregman from, uh, from the Astros, who hit a home run in the first inning, carried his bat from home plate 
to first and handed it off to the uh, to the first base coach. And like didn't even get it to him. Like it made it onto the field of play. Yeah. He made the turn and the bat like fell past first base. Yes. And that, and that is a, a clear breach of etiquette when it comes to baseball. It's like one of those unwritten rules. Kind right. Of thing and people say do. they don't like the unwritten rules. And for the most part, I like that. But they didn't turn around and bean Bregman. Well, it's the World Series. I like I like their response, yeah. which was. Versoto to hit a home run and then carry his bat to first place, mm. uh, yeah. first base as well. Like, how about that? They answered it. <laughs> and and to his to his credit, you know, it's hard to be really like upset about it because uh, afterwards, uh, Bregman said, He's, he was very contrite afterwards. He apologized. He knows that's like not what you're supposed to do, and he's not that kind of player. It was actually a fairly long, heartfelt apology. <laughs> and, you know, of course, they lost that game, too. So maybe he was trying to set things right with like the, the baseball gods. Didn't work in the end. Uh, but I think that had to do with more other karma-situated things. Um but what I said, your tweet, like I saw other like other people saying, like the baseball guys. if <laughs> where they're like, if I hit a home run, I would ride that bat around the bases like a horse, you know, like in the World Series. If I hit a home run, I would carve that bat into a flute and play Jethro Tull songs as I was dancing around. <laughs> so those were the I best wish ones. You would have tweeted that one. Yeah, that, that's good. That was I would have stolen that if that was the case. So I didn't want to do that. So mine was just more like I would do unspeakable things with that bat because. I don't even know what I would do. Like, if that would happen, you see, I would just be so carried by the passion that rules would be changed after that. <laughs> this one time? They would, <laughs> they would change rules of the game. They, unwritten rules would become written. They would change rules of television broadcast after that. Steve Burrell would be the first player to be banned for life for unseen conduct. For the, the rest of my life, if I was like in the mall, some mom would chastise me and be like, you! Fox, like, Fox was like, I don't even know what to do with like, yeah. We can't blur it out. It, we can't. Like yeah, you can't show anything. I mean, you know what happened, but we're like Joe Buck got fired for, for some like reason. <laughs> Joe Buck gave a really in-depth analysis yeah. of Steve's unspeakable yeah. actions so, with that bat. So he can't even broadcast anymore. <laughs> the super slow-mo has been outlawed. <laughs> so that said, I can't even describe what it would be. Uh, be but we will also never know because there's zero chance I'm hitting a home run in the World Series in well, this lifetime. But good for the Nats, right? Yeah. Like this is kind of cool. They um People keep saying Washington has a World Series. It was like 1934, and it was a different franchise, yes. and nobody remembers it. So, like, the first World Series win for the city of Washington, D.C., and they were a huge underdog coming into it, which is what I kind of like about it. You <laughs> looked at the matchup, and you're like, they are going to get smoked. Like, they shouldn't have been there to begin with. I, Dude, they right. lost their biggest player to a $300 million payday. They shouldn't have uh, beaten the Dodgers. Like that was the the start of the, the whole trip. Yeah. yeah, even the Milwaukee Brewers in the wild card game. It was they. I don't even think they were favored in that. So it was Doubt just them. one of those situations that um, you like the underdog. The underdog made good. They are the biggest underdog since like 1980 or something like that, and they actually won. Um, I just thought it was a it was a cool moment. And for all the like, we talked a little bit negatively about it and about how it was just kind of blah and we didn't care. Uh, for all of that feeling, the fact that by the time game six rolled around, all three of us, well, I don't know about you, Beardo, but all three of us were at least paying attention. Oh, yeah. If no, not was... like into it, uh, it was, it's kind of cool. And well, as I was educated to last night, the first ever, not just World Series, but any best of seven um, championship series that has ever been played of any sport where the road team won every game. Yeah. Yeah, that that was that was the fascinating stat to me. We also got to see the uh, the best celebration for baseball this season happen again. <laughs> the, <laughs> the what did they even call it? Is that what it's called? Oh, the shake and the bake. shake and bake. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, and I thought it had something to do with like them being clutch because they're they're shifting the gears. I well, know. I think that might have been how it started, but then yeah. eventually it morphed into this whole Ricky Bobby shake and bake. Kind I, like, of I mean, I like it. So, I yeah, like I mean, it, it was, was fun to watch. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> and was someone's good. tweet showed uh, him coming into the into the dugout doing the high fives and Adam Eaton like sitting on the bench. <laughs> yeah, just waiting. <laughs> looking so excited. <laughs> like, come on, let's do our thing. He was. He was like a little kid on Christmas. Like, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. I mean, it's fun though. Do you, have you guys ever had that moment when you were playing some sport and you like had a handshake and then you actually did something to deserve? 
getting together and doing the handshake. Like, it's such you can't a wait. good moment. Yeah. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> and seventh inning of the World Series, we do how to hit a home run to take the lead after being down. Yeah. Like, the entire game shut out until that. I was explaining. To, did you watch the game at all? Yes. So I was explaining to Beardo a little bit the, just like the, the, the dynamics of that inning, just that portion of that inning, where it went from 0-2, getting shut out, seventh inning, quick home run by Rendon, who had the most absurd World Series when yeah. it came to the... So you probably saw that stat that yeah. showed his um, his his plate appearances after the seventh inning in the World Series this year. And it was like, walk, double, home run, double, double, home run. The and worst he, thing on the list was a walk. Like, that was, yes, that was the that worst was, That was the, the least amount of bases he achieved. <laughs> and so it was a quick pop out. It was such a fast home run. It wasn't towering. It was just a smoke show. Boom. And all of a sudden, the, the crowd was quiet. Everything yeah. was quiet. And you're like, oh, okay, now it's one run. And then there's a walk. And now, it was so quiet during the Kendricks home run, the second one that took the lead. You heard it hit the foul pole. And it was clear. It was like, twang. Well, it was because <laughs> like, everybody was holding their breath. Because yes. you didn't know if it was going to be fair or foul. So even the Nationals fans who were there, which at times you could hear, which yes. was kind of cool. But even the Nationals fans, everybody that was there was just like, <gasps> Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> and it was so quiet as well being in that stadium that it was fun to hear the in, instead of just the roar of the crowd you mostly could just hear the individual players just being like fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and the most it was just like silence it was silence like the dump button guy was like on overtime last night but just the individual just woo yes good job clap yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool it was, it was a cool moment and it's 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 fun when these series are fun you know there's a lot of times we have these championship rounds and they're just kind of blah and it's the past couple we went through a couple years there where they were bad they were they've been good though like with the NBA championship. It was cool to see Toronto win. It was yep. cool to see Kawhi win. Now you got the World Series. I just, I've liked it so far. Now it's over for the year. And we move on to what we're dwelling on right now. <clears throat> Topic one. The, we're, we're talking football. <laughs> should we do, or should we do um, picks first or Broncos preview first? What do you want to, what do you want to do? How should we set this up? Maybe we should have talked about this before. We probably yeah. should, but we're the <laughs> it's worst. Fine. Yeah, yeah, we don't so plan this, this is, out. We just this wing is it. very <laughs> on brand. Um, let's do the Broncos first. Yeah, okay. Because I think it's a super interesting topic. So obviously um, most of the discussion is going to be about Joe Flacco and what Joe Flacco said and the fact that Joe Flacco is no longer your quarterback. And so we have another well, game. That, and we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the – I think that's part of the <clears> second part is – What's going to happen with the Broncos' well, plan? Well, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. Yes. Like you have, the, you have, like that's the interesting part of that. But if you look at the game, you have another game where the defense plays phenomenal and mm -hmm. gives up, I think, only field goals, right? A touchdown and a missed extra point. I think they only gave up field goals. Yeah, and I mean, you can't even. 15 points. Oh, no, I'm not. Your, your the, the season defense. average, by the way, you're, I don't know what the actual average is, but when you look through the Broncos' number of points scored, so many times they're at 16, and you oh, lost yeah. with a team scoring 15 points. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And so, therefore, the change of uh, guard at quarterback does not phase me a bit. As a matter of fact, I'm so excited about this. Brandon Allen or otherwise. Brandon Allen... Or hopefully Drew Locke uh, by the end of the season so you can see what he have. Unless, if if the football gods have any sense of humor whatsoever, Brandon Allen's going to go out there and throw five touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be incredible. Like the, He'll be Tim Tebow of 2019 where he just goes out there and starts winning game. Not that Tim Tebow ever threw five I touchdowns. I was going to say, when did Tim Tebow throw five touchdowns? But I was saying, like, all of a sudden, you're like, all right, we got we to gotta throw a warm body in there for a second. Oh, my, oh my God, that was really good. <laughs> How did we not know <laughs> the Denver Broncos, the... The team right, so, that's so good at scouting quarterback talent. So do we want to talk about the comment? Do we want to talk about the quarterbacks? Do we want to talk about the game? Do we want to talk about NFL? What do we want to talk well, about? Let's, let's, okay, let's start with that where we are right now. The game itself, Cleveland Browns, but last week losing to the Colts. Joe Flacco, who never says shit about shit, comes out and starts like uh, just basically calling out play call, like the, the play calling. Scangarello specifically, I would imagine, because he is the offensive play caller. 
saying that why he does no idea why they weren't going for it. He was saying basically that the play calling was weak and timid, and that's why they're losing games. Well, and like, and and Dubs and I were talking about this kind of right after it came out. It's you draw a fine line when you do that. It's because because a lot of people on Twitter that I saw were just like, "Well, you're the quarterback. It's your job to adjust for that." Well, it's like he he. It's also his job to take those plays. Not it's all, his yeah. job to not be what Dubs kind of said the other day, insubordinate uh, against his boss. Yeah, there's a difference between discontent and insubordination. Like he cannot be happy with the play calls, but to just go into the huddle and call your own play is pure insubordination. It's a whole different problem that the Broncos would be having if that was the case. But just to voice that you have you're upset, you have discontent with the way that the game is being called, especially when you're the guy that's going to get blamed for it. I mean, if we all looked at this and if Joe Flacco didn't make these statements, wouldn't we be sitting there being like, oh, Joe Flacco hasn't done enough? Yeah, yeah. He Joe Flacco doesn't have any fire. He doesn't care. He just it, looks, you know, he's right. like, just like we thought about against Kansas City. And part of that could be true. Like, part of that could be he's not, like, the player to, to make this happen. But also, I mean... Frankly, the whole coaching s- staff, like the way it was developed, like I can understand a first year head coach, even if it's a first year head coach that's into his 60s, that you know this is going to be his first opportunity, taking a chance on that guy, but taking a chance on that guy and then putting in a first ever, like first ever play caller as well. It's like you're putting rookies upon rookies together. Like that seems like a recipe for disaster. Well, but remember, they, did, they hired Fangio so late that a lot of these staffs were already made up. So again, it's not it's it comes down to bad decisions along the way. Yeah. And when and, and if, you think can about point the at team the front office for that. You can about, point at Elway for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, everything should land on him eventually and it seems like he's Teflon because there's no owner to hold him accountable for any of this stuff. Um, but what we're looking at it's Skangrella for example, let's think about that. He came from a San Francisco's 49ers team who was terrible. Well, he was there, and now he's here with the Broncos, and the uh, 49ers are 7-0. No, I'm not, I'm not willing to go there because okay. they lost Jimmy Garoppolo, and between him and Kyle Shanahan, they made that offense palatable. They made guys like Nick Mullins. Look and amazing. <laughs> look, okay, look good enough. Yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Sure, but he wasn't the play caller. But that's the thing, right? And the question was, and this is something that you should have been able to get intimate detail on because it's. Kyle Shanahan, right. and like you call Mike and say, do me a favor and ask Kyle if this kid is really actually ready to be an offensive coordinator, because we know Kyle Shanahan is the one that's setting up that offense, likely calling the plays, um, making the game plan, so on and so forth. And so you should have had intimate knowledge as to if that guy was ready for that position or not. And it sounds like from a veteran QB who's been around for a long time, who, by the way, has been on teams that have won with defense and have tried to minimize the role of offense and not do too much on offense before. And even he's saying that this is too conservative, too pulled back. <laughs> right. You're afraid yeah. to win a game. And it, when you're building that whole team, you got to realize you're, you're bringing a first-time play caller with a rookie head coach and a quarterback that has never played in this team or this system. And, like, it's so much on top of so much on top of so much. You should have seen it coming. And I but, just and think, I like, I, <laughs> we all saw it coming, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> from the minute that we heard that they are trading for a fourth-round pick for Flacco, we were in here like, what's the plan? What do you? What is your goal here? Because we know what you have at head coach and at offensive coordinator, and now you've got a blah piece at quarterback. Like, what is your plan? It makes me wonder. Like, I think I've thought about it all year, and I've kind of kept it to myself. But it really makes me wonder what was the idea for letting Kubiak go 
as a potential well, that, offensive that was coordinator. Well, that mystery to begin with. Because, I mean, like, what of, of all the offensive coordinators that Flacco's worked with, that guy found success working with Joe Flacco. And, and he played to his strengths. And it's even when we had Case Keenum, it was one of those things where it's like Kubiak would have bootlegged him out. He would have played to his strengths. And Scandarello doesn't seem to be doing that at all. Yeah, I don't even whatever, know. Whatever, whatever yeah. the fight was that led to that was... Will go down in history as probably the reason that this team is the way that they not are. great on offense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so looking forward to. Or so that said, Joe Flacco says those things. The very next day, he comes down with a mystery neck ailment, which you know. Here's the thing: that could be timing. Like that could just be poor optics when it comes down to it. Um, but it is what it is. Joe Flacco is on. Is he on the IR? Did, did they put, no. Not yet? Okay. I can't imagine him playing again this year. Like why? Why so, would you? Because you real here's your opportunity, like served to you on a golden platter to say this is your opportunity to say we need to find out what we have in not only Brandon Allen, who has never played an NFL snap in his career, he's been traded for a kicker before. <laughs> That's, That's a cool. legitimate stat. Um, <laughs> um, but to see what you have in your lock, I think is the end of your more of that because yeah. in the Brandon Allen thing, it'll be exciting just to see what can be done with anybody else, like. If they can if they can score thirty points with Brandon Allen as their quarterback, then maybe that's a maybe that's an answer yeah, right there for the problem. Let's 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 talk about that with this game coming up a little bit because I yeah I don't think that that's going to happen. But beyond, I, think yeah. gonna, I think we're going to see that defensive battle again. I think so too, and and um you know we you know we'll get into all this too with the the future of the Broncos too. But I think that Chris Harris move as far as them keeping yeah. him obviously is um if he stays. Fine. If he stays, but they got to pay him, obviously. But isn't this, I mean, this is what we've been yelling about for over a year. What the hell is the plan? Yeah, because if he walks, that's incredible. You're making it up as you go. And all of a sudden, then Benjamin Albright, who does a great job. I love Ben. There's nothing against him. But all of a sudden, they like use him as a mouthpiece to say, like, oh, guess what? Chris Harris and John Elway are in talks to extend him and to make to get a new contract. And it's like after the trade deadline, yeah. like if your plan was to keep Chris Harris. Then when you give him that bump in pay that you gave him in the offseason. The $12 million to play for a year. You extend him. And you do it. And so now that we've gone past the trade line deadline and they're saying keep him, you do that now. Like you may, you, you do that now. No, it's too late. That's what I'm saying. Like the move to show us that you had a plan. The yeah. move was to do that in the oh, no, no. season. That part, say, that, that boat is sailed. I know. For sure. but that's what I'm saying. Like it just all goes back to what the hell is the plan and it seems like they're just making it up as they go indeed it's i mean it's brutal to watch i'm not even a i'm not even a bronco fan and it is brutal (laughs) it is brutal to watch this organization constantly make decisions that are that seem impulsive and as uh, the best case scenario for the moment without any thought process to how it affects the team long term yeah I was hearing another um, another rant about the Washington Redskins. I think it kind of convinced me that maybe that's what we need to do is just burn it all down. And the rant was about Bruce Allen and their GM who's been there for way too long and his whole thing about how they legitimately believe they're just one or two players away. Like they can look at their schedule and be like, you know, we've won only one game this year, but we're that close. Like we're only team to lead against uh, New England. We oh, we just need one player, one player, and they they f- refuse to admit that they're a losing team and they need to like seriously address everything. And I feel like that's what the Broncos keep doing too. Yeah, I feel like I've felt like that for a lot of the year, and it's just it's frustrating to sit there and look at man. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm thinking about this week and what. Are we going to stop Baker Mayfield and but that's Nick the thing. Chubb and like you're to you're to the point about like who cares about this week? I mean, I do because I want to see Baker Mayfield lose. <laughs> like, I want to see I want to see the it? meltdown <laughs> complete. Who I want to see the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl, people. Isn't, isn't it time for suck for whoever? Yes, right? but I, Bro, I was win this on week. that two weeks ago. Right? But that's what I'm saying. Like, like, who cares about this Brown? I don't even care about the Browns game. I don't care. If 
Baker Mayfield comes in and puts up 56, and Brandon Allen can't get a first down. Like, it doesn't matter to me. There's literally no part of this game that matters because you don't have Drew Lock in. This is going to be my Super Bowl for this team. I want them to win this one. Then the uh, rest they can win. It's they just, can lose. I don't know. I, I was, I don't, I want to say I was rooting for it anyway, but when they lost to Indianapolis, it was kind of like, good. Fine. Good. Because And especially so now, because what I wanted to happen is happening. Like, Joe Flacco is not playing. Yeah. Somebody else is playing. Well, and, and eventually, hopefully, Drew Locke will be playing. Yeah, I think you're going to get your wish, which is it's going to turn to Drew Locke after the bye, which, fine. All right, fine. <laughs> All right, so let's do uh, the rest of the NFL right now. Uh, do you want to do that here, or are we doing that next? Well, this is far part of uh, portion one, so we're going to do that now, okay. and then we'll circle back with the Broncos and the future of the Broncos coming up uh, after the next well, thing. Didn't we just kind of do that right there? Not all the way. Okay. <sighs> all right. Uh, so your NFL picks from last week. Steve, I mean, you went lone dog. Yeah. It worked out for you, buddy. Yeah, I didn't even Steve, look. Steve went all in and it worked. Uh, Broncos at Indy. He took the Broncos plus six points. He was Sweet. absolutely right. He said it was going to be a last second field goal that they would lose on. Mm-hmm. But the six points was too much. So he got that one. Uh, Carolina at San Francisco. This was our win, Beardo. Um, we both were on San Francisco. Wow. And yeah, big time. Man, did they put a hurting on Carolina. Uh, Manuel Sanders catching like the first pass of the game, I believe, for a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Does that make you a little nostalgic? Or No, no. Good for him. Yeah, like, I'm it, happy it, for it's, him. It's, it's a, it, that, that was done as well. So we got something. He got something. Great. Uh, Cleveland plus 13 at New England. I really thought they were going to cover here, but you were right. They're a bad came, team. Came in with the beat down. New England. Steve was the only one on New England there. Oakland plus six and a half at Houston. The game was way closer than I expected it to be. And I think we have to revisit the is Oakland good discussion, unfortunately. Um, but Steve was the only one on the Raiders, plus six and a half. And Green Bay, Kansas City, you both had Green Bay. Uh, that game, I didn't watch a lot of it. It was kind of on in the background. But, like, Matt Moore is fine. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, serviceable man. He's, like, sir- he's, uh, he's he's good the- with Andy Reid. Like Andy Reid knows Andy how to how to make a quarterback look pretty solid. He knows how to drop a play. They put up twenty four points. Yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. like against our, a good in our baby defense in in our dreams. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> can, can, what, what, like I'm dreaming about twenty four points. Aaron Rodgers, though, man, that guy. Fallen backwards, looks like he's going to get sacked, finds some dude in the end zone. <laughs> I saw somebody say that he's like a human cheat code, and it's. I think it's yeah, very true. Yeah, he, he is mad and come to life, man. That, that's the only time you see that play happen. <laughs> so on the week, I, I will say, though, I was go. up against uh, Oi in our fantasy, and I was up by 38 points going into that game, and she had Aaron Jones. Whoops. lost <laughs> by a point and a half. <laughs> so every single game, like two points or less. It's such a bummer. All right. Well, I had the roughest week there. I finally took a dump. It was one and four for me last week. Beardo, you went two and three. So, just, you know, staying on that average feel. Yeah. Steve? Yeah. Four and one. All right. Wow. Yeah. He What's went lone on? dog and it worked <laughs> out for him. Uh, so that brings our season totals. Uh, Beardo, you're in last place at 16 and 24. Steve, you're in second place at 18 and 22. Yes. And I am in first place at 26 and 14. Okay, still still right. got some wood to chop. So, so the, the picks for this week. Now, you've got a theme again. I decided to theme them this week. They're home dogs. Mm, so what wow. that means is the home team is getting the points in all of these games. Um, we'll start with Minnesota at Kansas City. We were just talking about Matt Moore. Uh, is he actually good? You guys were the ones that told me last week that Minnesota defense looks like it's fallen off a little bit. Maybe it's not as good as it used to be. Maybe they're getting a little bit older. So Minnesota Heads to Arrowhead, and I mean Kansas City's getting two and a half points at home. They've already lost two games at Arrowhead this three. year. Three? Can you? They can. They're going to lose a third. No, they lost three. Oh, because Green Bay. So are they going to yeah. lose a fourth game at Arrowhead? Like that is kind of crazy. Kind of crazy for a Super Bowl contending team, and also Mahomes is questionable still yeah. for this game, as he was last week. But yeah. apparently, he's practicing in limited fashion. But it like 
you don't hit quarterbacks in practice anyway. Yeah. So it makes you wonder, like, are they confident with him taking a hit? I don't know. Thoughts? I'll take the points. Beardo taking the points. I'll go with Minnesota. I just I think they're a better overall team top to bottom on the roster. Yeah, I think so too. And their running their game offense has gotten yeah. better. And they can control the ball. And then once 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 everyone started complaining about the, the play calling, they're like, we can throw it too. And they proved that they could. Yeah. Uh it really honestly, this so much depends on the Mahomes thing. Because it's if it's if it's more Minnesota. If it's Mahomes, no. But I'm going to go ahead and take Minnesota. Steve's on Minnesota. Ah, man. Because so, maybe even if he does play, maybe he will be limited himself as far as what he could do. That would be, if he still is hobbling around, it would be stupid to play him. Even yeah. though they really need you, to win. I mean, you're still five and three. I think you don't take the chance. You you're still a game two game, game and a half up on Oakland, right? Like until that becomes actually a race, I I sit my home. And as long as you're confident that you can beat Oakland when you play them, which yeah. I think they could. So yeah, yeah I'll take Minnesota. Uh this one. Oh, that's a tough one. I, I love making you guys pick these games. New York Jets traveling down to Miami, the winless Dolphins versus the one-win Jets. Sam Darnold Ugh. back for the Jets. He was seeing ghosts against New England a couple weeks ago. Um, I I think he's a good quarterback still, but you, you can't really tell. Listen, the Dolphins have looked like their game, right? Like they've they've looked like they're up to the task. And of what losing every game? Of, That's what they look like they can do. Of playing. <laughs> up to their opponent's level. I mean, they've got XFL guys on their team, and somehow Ryan Fitzpatrick and them had a 14 to nothing lead on the Steelers in the first quarter. I oh, mean, yeah, but then Brian Flores stepped in and said, we are not going to let Pittsburgh <laughs> win this game. I'm going to drop a zero blitz on a third and 20, and just hopefully someone's going to be running free, and what do you know, several people were. Just so, like he drew it up. But that's the thing, right? Here, Here's a team that I think is actually desperate to get their first win. I've said it a couple times. They don't want to be 0-16, and, and they're playing like it until the coach calls a zero blitz on third and 20. <laughs> uh, so the Jets heading down to Miami. Miami's getting a full field goal, three points at home. Uh, C.J. Mosley's probably out for the Jets. They had that whole issue with Jamal Adams about he said that he wanted to be there, and then apparently they, quote, took calls on trading him possibly, so he's all butthurt now. And the Le'Veon Bell thing, they're, like, floating it around that he could be traded. Yeah. I mean, uh, who's the linebacker, the middle linebacker? C.J. Mosley, like, yeah. Not, not Mosley, um... Uh, another player that is now on IR and not, cut from the team actually because oh, there was a problem yeah. with the shoulder. I think it was a, it was a lineman. He wanted to have. He, he needed to have. He surgery. He needed to have the surgery, and they kept telling him he didn't need to until he's like suing the, yeah. the team yep. because he's they file like a grievance. And it's like, who knew that an Adam Gase t- coach team would just be a super hot mess? A total shit show. Yeah. A total shit show. I mean, so, from the press conference forward, Jack's this whole thing's going been. back down to Miami. And I I just, I'm going to keep picking the Dolphins until they win. I just, for some reason, Ryan Fitzpatrick seems game. It's his old team. And what's going on in New York? I want to pick the Jets because I think Sam Darnold's a better quarterback. But they are just a tire fire right now. They they are, but it's, it's funny. It's one of those teams like the, the Miami's going to do everything they can to lose. And the New York's going to try to do everything they can to win. And so I think Miami's going to end up winning because New York can't do anything right. <laughs> it's solid logic there. Yeah. I'm going to take, I'm gonna say, so it's Miami with the points. Plus three points at home. Yeah. I think I'm going to take that because I think even if they lose, it's going to be a close game. Beard? Give me the Jets. He wants, right. the, he wants the dumpster fire. He, he got the better quarterback, that's for sure. All right, Houston traveling to Florida as well. They'll play Jacksonville, plus a point in the half. Man, this Houston team is really Jekyll and Hyde. You just, I don't know what I'm going to get from them every week. Deshaun Watson some weeks looks like an MVP candidate, and some weeks looks, I don't know, very average uh, against teams like the Oakland Raiders. So, what? <laughs> Who is Garner Minshew? 
We don't really know. He's not actually that good. I think people like him more just because he's Garner Minshew than because mm-hmm. he's a good quarterback. They traded away Jalen Ramsey, so that vaunted defense took a hit there. They also put Marcel Darius on IR, which means that they're losing elite guys off an elite defense. So is Houston. That yeah, is true. J.J. Watt is J.J. Watt with a torn pack out for the season. Poor guy, man. That's three se- three of the last four seasons. Crazy. He's going to end it on IR. And apparently, like, one of the nicest guys in the league. I mean, obviously, I don't know him, but... From He's every- out there cleaning up rivers. <laughs> <laughs> Those are commercials. But from people who are... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Around the organization, they say that he's actually a very nice guy, so you feel bad for him. Well, he um, was the one that did all that stuff for the Houston Hurricane, really, yep. like started that humongous effort. So yep. I believe it. I believe that he's a solid dude. It's unfortunate. Yep. So Houston at Jacksonville. Jacksonville getting a point and a half. So I said a couple weeks ago, these games never come down to a point, and then that game came down to a point. So do you want the point and a half, or are you taking Houston? I'll take Houston. I think Houston, they're going to jump on that just because it's uh, I think they'll have a little something to prove that they lost J.J. Watt, but they're uh, they're still all right as a defense, and it's a divisional game. They'll be up for it. I think they're going to take it. And, and like to your point, Jacksonville defense, as of this point of this year, is not anything like it was last year or, or the, the year before. Years, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Houston's got some good receivers, man. If you give if you give Deshaun time to throw to any of the three without Jalen Ramsey, give me Houston. And that's the thing. If if they do it right, they should be scoring 40, 50 points a game. Like it, if you really like take the leash off Deshaun Watson and just kind of kind of go try to be the Chiefs and just outscore everybody, that might I think they work, can do it, yeah. But they haven't done that yet. They have not. And that's why I'm going to take Minshew Magic. Give me the stash. Like, I'll take the home points. I just feel like it's more of a coaching thing, honestly, than it is about the talent levels of each of the teams. I really feel like they're going to play down to the level of their opponent and try to play a defensive game, and it's going to end up biting them. Yeah, I don't think either team is very well coached. Yeah, I agree. Too, so. I agree, but I think playing a defensive game plays into the Jaguars' hands. So yeah. we'll see. Green Bay at the Chargers. Uh, I should rephrase that. Green Bay at home in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one that one will be one of those. It It'll be like be. the Pittsburgh game. I feel bad for and like they're they're the teams that have gone in there this year, they're all these national fan bases. So, like, you don't even stand a chance. I mean, when when the Steelers came to town, it was going to be all black and yellow. When Green Bay comes to town, it's going to be all green and gold. When the Broncos go there, it would be all orange if the Broncos weren't terrible. Did they play? No, they did. Did they win there? They win there, and it was. Yeah. It was okay. a lot of Broncos fans. I mean, it's, I just feel bad for the Chargers. Like, L.A., is not a good home for them. But Green Bay going to Los Angeles. Chargers getting three and a half points. They still have an offense with a lot of guys on it that have a lot of talent. They've got a couple good wide receivers. I've heard whispers of is Philip is it time to sit Philip Rivers down for Tyrod Taylor? Mm. Which is Shocking wow. to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. What a weird, Shocking what a weird backup me. situation that is. Yeah. You're like, it's this guy or a complete opposite. <laughs> I don't know. So here's the thing. Philip Rivers has grown a mustache. And so who knows what that's going to add to his game. <laughs> so does that make you want to take the three and a half points, Steve? No. <laughs> Once me, I have been all in on Green Bay, off the offense of Green Bay, uh, fantasy and otherwise this year. So it, it it took a little while to turn around and to, to pan out, but it certainly has been. So I see them by more than three and a half. So, yes. I think there's too much hype around Green Bay. 
I think they're going to have a letdown, and I think it's going to be this week. Uh, Their you, letdown was early in the year. Like you, they were they were chunking along. There were they're seven and one, but it was ugly at the beginning of the year. And I think it's going to I think it's going to I think it's going to be ugly this week. I think it's one of those things that the Chargers defense is actually pretty good, all things considered. The Chargers offense is actually pretty good, all things considered, and they haven't played up to their potential. Green Bay gets a big win in Kansas City. They're back on the road this week. They've got to fly back to an AFC West team all the way down to LA. I just something could be, could be a weird trap game for them. Yeah, I can see something's that. wrong here, right? Like my 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 spidey sense is going off. I'll take the three and a half points in the Chargers. All right. You, you know, silence isn't good for for audio podcast. No, yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, let's do Chargers. Beard going with the stash. All right. Circle against the square. Do we have any more? One more. New England at Baltimore. This is your game of the week. Sunday night football. And if it was in Foxborough, I think you would say it's going to be a a lashing. But here are are the Ravens who are quietly maybe one of the best teams in the AFC. Lamar Jackson playing better than any of the first-round quarterbacks that were taken last year. Uh, They're able to put points on the board. They can play defense. They went up to Seattle and beat the Seahawks. Like, this is a legit... They went into uh, Arrowhead and were at least game against the Chiefs when they were at full strength. Uh, This Baltimore team, I think, is a little bit better than everybody thinks. And here you have the 7-0 Patriots coming in, ready to just take it dump on them for some reason. (laughs) Well, the Patriots have been warmed up. They've had seven preseason games on top of their actual preseason games. So I could give them that. Um, They are, they are, they are at least, I mean, that's the thing is they, they are playing a bunch of garbage teams. But they're beating the shit out of those garbage teams. They really are. They really are. And it's not all Tom Brady anymore. I mean, the defense is legit. And Tom Brady has just kind of been okay. It's it's kind of crazy how much that defense is scoring this year. Like they it's it's no there's no way that's maintainable. Um unless Lamar Jackson starts throwing the ball, which I don't know if he'll do all that much. He's gonna do a little bit. I saw one stat that the New England defense has scored four touchdowns on defense mm-hmm. and also let up four touchdowns on defense. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, that is absolutely insane. Again, just awful teams are playing this year. But, yeah, but now but you they're got a beating real them test. badly. You got a real test and it's on the road. So New England goes to Baltimore. Baltimore getting three and a half points All at right. home. You start with this one, Beardo. Baltimore. Wow. Any, do you want to offer any? Nope. You just just cuss. pick in Baltimore. <laughs> okay, uh, Steve. Hey, you go next. I want to go last. I'm going to marinate on this for a second. Um, I'm going to go. God, I just can't get away from the New England defense. He does a good job making young quarterbacks look stupid, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say he's going to make Lamar Jackson look like a, like a human being again. So I'll take New England minus three and a half. And this is a the Sunday night game too, right? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Should this be fun. Be to a fun watch. one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Silence isn't good. Uh, no, I'm thinking about it. So I, <laughs> yeah, it's a podcast. It's different. It's not PPM. <laughs> Fine, people are okay with it. Um, I'm gonna take New England. <laughs> it hurts, doesn't it? It does because I, even though I truly believe this could be the this could be their first loss of the season. I hope it is. Yeah. They've got a tough stretch coming up. Uh, it includes like Houston. Um, oh, they're finally going to start playing contenders. Huh? Yeah, they're going to start. They're going to start <laughs> playing real teams. They got Kansas City. Uh, they've got like real teams coming up. So, did, did they play Buffalo twice already? They played once. Once. Yeah. once was that? It was. Buffalo. It was. That was the close-ish for a minute. Sixteen ten. Yeah. The okay. Final, yeah. Yeah. Right? There we go. And what they made it? Tom Brady one of those touchdowns that they scored was a blocked punt so they made tom brady look human so. yeah neat well all right then uh that all of our picks yep that's it all right cool that's the nfl picks for now but we move on to the next thing here in the worst damn sports show period where we lay it on thick we feel good about something that we ran across this week one way or another and i'm gonna start just because it's the most obvious one and i've got it sitting right in front of me and we talked about it earlier. And I'll just go and lay it on thick for the Washington Nationals winning the World Series last night uh, after beating the Houston Astros 6-2. to Game 7. Who loves a Game 7, man? That's so that, one of my favorite things in all the sports, obviously. And it was a great one to watch. Like, it, I, we talked about how they took the lead at the end, how they roughed up Osuna after that. That was even better. <laughs> That's so cool. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Someone tweeted out on a uh, fake 
um, Ken Rosenthal account. Like they had his picture, like the MLB guy with the, yeah. the bow tie they always yeah. had. It was just like Osuna seen in the locker room afterwards saying, this is the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. uh, and uh, and uh, what uh, pitcher whether they pick to or Granky telling him saying don't worry we're still so glad we got you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so good anyway but here's some of the stats uh, the stats on that one they were um, Astros are huge favorites coming in they were the biggest World Series favorites since 2007 so not as far back as you thought but still they'd never won a single playoff series until this year. And um, plus the Nationals, their rough start, uh, well documented, 19 and 31 on May 23rd, second to last place in the National League. And they lost their biggest star. That was like the biggest news of all last year. And here they are uh, winning the World Series as the oldest team in Major League Baseball. Nice. Crazy. Yeah. And we have one of the best young superstars in Juan Soto. It'll be fun to watch them. Yeah, as it, yeah the, the youngest uh, the youngest person to Homer or the youngest since Andrew Jones, whatever uh, it was. No, I think it was the youngest. Okay. I'm not sure, though. Yeah, that's it. There we go. Nationals, you got it. Uh, I'm going to lay it on thick for Nikita Zadorov. I was at the uh, Florida Panthers and Avs game last night. It was heartbreaking to lose 30 seconds into overtime, but one of the shining moments of the game was Big Z out there smashing people like he normally does. Um, I think there was like 12 minutes left in the third. He hit one of the Panthers players, just crushed him on a good hit. But it sparked a little bit of chippiness for the rest of the third period. And four minutes later, he wound up getting into a fight uh, and didn't. I mean, it wasn't really a big fight, but um, after the fight was over, he started John with the rest of the Florida Panthers and singled out every single person on the bench. Like there is a video clip where he's skating past as the ref is holding him back. He's trying to get to the bench and he's just like, you and you and you two, you know where to find me. I'll take anybody. And then he just gets escorted to the locker room. <laughs> it, it was one of those like classic old school, just brawler hockey moments that you like to see every now and then where are just like, yeah, let's go fight them. Fight the whole team. I don't care. This will be great. Every now and then is the key because it's like, you know, I'm okay with not as many fights in hockey. Sure. It's still cool to see one every once in yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. It's still fun to see yeah, somebody are, jaw like that. cheer for the fight. <laughs> and you want a guy, you want at least one guy on your team who's willing to skate over to the opponent's bench and be like, you and you and you. Anybody. Yeah, yeah, any of them. Here, <laughs> All right, I want to lay it on thick and... Uh, don't, don't get too far ahead of yourself here, guys. I want to lay it on thick for the NCAA getting oh, yeah. with the times. Oh, yeah. Saw that. They uh, put out a thing that said that they're going to allow athletes to profit from their likeness, their photo, uh, their name, their usage of all of those things, um, which, I mean, okay, getting with the times, maybe force the hand a little bit. But what I really wouldn't want to lay it on thick for in that case is that we could have NCAA football back in video game form. Damn nice. right, doggy. EA Sports, NCAA <laughs> football 2001. You know I'm here for it. Yeah, I will That would actually I will be a win-win-win for everyone, you know? NCAA gets to promote their product. Like, EA Sports gets to sell something. Well, everyone gets it. <laughs> it's a win-win until you get the NCAA curse. All of a sudden, popping yeah. up. Well, see, I don't know because they would always do. They used to do when they put out these video games. They would do somebody who had graduated and had left college football, and they were on the the cover of the game. And so I wonder if they're going to continue to do that, and if there's going to be like a weird NFL Madden curse type thing, <laughs> yeah. or if they're going to put Tandem. actual college players on the front of it because now the college players can sell their likeness, and uh, then you have maybe uh, in college Madden curse. Let's just leave any of the quarterbacks. If, if they bring this game back next year, let's leave any of the quarterbacks in next year's draft off that cover. Just just in case. Because, you know, one of them might be going to my team. Maybe. I don't need that. <laughs> All right, on to this. Second topic. Which is more Broncos. I'm going to be talking about right now. Now is like not so necessarily future like this coming week. The Broncos, no, like but long term, man, we got to figure it out. We get, it's halfway of this season, and I think we're all three of us in this room have been on the tank train since the Chiefs game. And as in general, like this trade deadline, one of the more hyped I've ever seen, not just locally but nationally. And one of the biggest duds I've ever seen. No, I mean, there were a ton of trades. It's just they weren't. This is the biggest duds. Oh, were there the a ton of trades? The, there were. Like, yeah. Like, um. Really? Yeah. 
Jalen Ramsey. Well, that was, that's not the deadline. This is the deadline where everyone's like, no, so these, many things. Six different teams could have huge major these implications. Deals done up to like a week before. It's all part like of the Like Akeem got traded for, a like, they gave pick. him <laughs> and a pick for like money or something. Like In the end, it basically is like it's Miami buying dump. a pick. For like a three million dollars, yeah, because yeah, he's on IR. <laughs> it was a sal- weird. It was a salary dump so they could sign Jalen Ramsey. Is what yeah, it was. yeah, it was. But it's uh, one uh, yeah, poor keep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not actually doing anything yeah. with the Dolphins. He's, he's just gonna IR. go hang out in Miami, get paid yeah, like, three million dollars. Like, never mind. Might not be bad. <laughs> it's just fine. Poor keep. Yeah, no. <laughs> that dude um, shot himself. Let's not forget yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. yeah, I mean, deals done at the last second deadline. Yes, it was not as good for, but the reason. And it was so hyped is because it used to be like week five was the deadline. And so all those deals between week five and now that you saw wouldn't have gotten done a few years That's ago. That's it. All this stuff leading up to it is to be like Jamal Adams could be a cowboy. Le'Veon Bell's on the on the trading block. Where's Chris Harris gonna be? What are they gonna do with Derek Wolf? Vaughn Miller's worried. And then like in the end, it's like, no, no, we <laughs> course not well, we traded Emmanuel Sanders that was it football GMs are still afraid to do something brash like that. it is a newer phenomenon for football yes yeah to have the whole trade deadline hysteria yeah I think the only team that looks like they're not afraid to do something drastic or brash is the Rams they're the only team that has been taking advantage of making trades and making their team better. And mm-hmm. well, guess what? They were in the Super Bowl last year. So, yeah, I mean, I honestly behind the scenes, the more I thought about it after the trade deadline passed, and Chris Harris stayed on this team because I think Steve and I both said, "Yeah, trade him." Like, they- I'd trade him if they don't plan on keeping him. If they if they plan on keeping him. Fine, I'm okay with that because when it's all said and done, like if you pay him and still can afford it, you'll have a great defensive line. You'll have a great cornerback core if you have Chris Harris Jr. If you have um, uh, uh, if you have um, Bryce Callahan, if he actually plays ever again in his career, I mean we forget about that guy. Like he's one of the better cornerbacks in the league, or he was until he got hurt last year. Who hasn't played a snap for the Broncos? I don't think he's even practiced. No, so. Uh, there's him. Then we got Jackson as well, who's just been spectacular this year. And then you've got Justin Simmons, who is the highest rated safety in the NFL so far this season, quietly. So you got those guys. You have some things you got to shore up. Defense hasn't been the problem. It can only get better next year. And then we look forward to what we. So if that's fine, as long as they can afford that. And then next year we have our young core. Hopefully, Drew Locke is something that could be done. Hopefully, this line could be addressed. We have good running backs. We've got good at least one awesome receiver and maybe a couple of decent ones i think the the future is like brighter at least there's some forward momentum right there even if it means just getting thumped all the rest of this year yeah well and my my point was is that i think last with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Week when we did the show, both of us were just like, well, you might as well trade Chris Harris too because it's, it's not going to matter for this season. Here's what we would ask for him. And I think what we said we would ask for him was not at all close to what the Broncos were offered. Because there was rumors that they had one team call. There was rumors that they had six teams call. They they had offers being floated to him. And John was just like, the, the asking price is too low. The confusion actually was part of it with, uh, they said one of their possible trade destinations was going to be Detroit. And they were asking for a second, yeah. I believe. But Detroit was also trying to move Darius Slay. For about the same. Well, it's like you're so gonna... I heard Slay was at least a first, if okay. not a first plus. And so that actually would make a lot of sense if the Lions were looking at it like, yeah, we'll trade Slay for a so first and upgrade plus, at cornerback, and we'll give up a second, and you you don't really lose anything at corner, but you upgrade a second round pick to a, right. a first round pick. Yeah, um, and and. So I think that was part of just the weirdness. But the story after the Chris Harris trade didn't happen is the more interesting part. 
I think following it now days later, and you and I kind of talked about this this morning, but almost immediately after it didn't happen, there was an article floated out there that's just like, well, the relationship between the Broncos and Chris Harris is actually back on the mend. And we're like, wait, wait, hold on. He he straight up said he wanted to test free agency. Now now we're talking about possibly ex- extending him? What? Hold on. We're going to keep him? Uh, I'm confused. I think I want to point back to... Uh, God, maybe the first year after Manning retired, so 2016, when the defense, Chris Harris and Von Miller included, literally came out and said, we're sick of defense winning these games. Yeah, We need some more offense. It has been five years yeah. and yeah. nothing has changed. Nope. And I think it's real, real hard to believe that Chris Harris is less frustrated with the offensive output now than he was four years ago. Yeah. And, and honestly, now more than ever when it comes to the draft, because the <laughs> we, we've seen what happens with paying. To, you're not going to be able to pay a whole lot. Like if you cre- keep Chris Harris, like that's more money off your cap. Who knows what we're going to owe Flacco? I don't even know what that deal is, but I feel like we st- we're even if he's not here, we're still going to owe him dead money, like cap money. Uh, next year, yeah. So I don't know what you're going to be able to afford on the open market. So it, it kind of has to be like all in on this draft, all in offense on this draft, except but, for maybe middle linebacker. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, even if you do that, this team then gets good when, <laughs> right? Like you, you have like, like Sam parts. Darnold was a first round quarterback two years ago. You're going to have to hope that Drew Locke is is all that you thought he was going to be in the second round. Yeah, I mean, I guess. That's what you're going to have to believe. And if you don't, wow, what another but miss. But even he is a second round quarterback and only in his second year. I mean, it's the, the problem is it takes, I think, time to put together an offense. It doesn't just kind of happen. Whereas defense, you can kind of be like, oh, our defense is good this year. How about that? You know which, what I mean? Which I think to Steve's point, if we're all in on Chris Harris, we can build around that defense. And if we get Bryce Callahan back, then all of a sudden our defense isn't looking like it's as in trouble other than the middle linebackers. Yeah, it's doing great, actually. And when you're talking about Alexander Johnson, he's been awesome as well. Maybe not a an answer to that, but wow, an unexpected benefit for yeah. having a guy like that. So defense aside, and, and to your point, yeah. But at the same time, there are plenty of teams out there. All we need to do is get a little better. Like you don't need to be, you don't need to be. A, I disagree with that. Well, Your offensive line needs to get significant. No, oh, offensive yeah. line, <laughs> yeah. yes, but okay, we will. Well, we do matters. have uh, Dalton Reisner. We don't have. We have no idea what we have with Reisner. Might be the only guy worth saving on that offensive line. We got a right tackle who's only played twenty two snaps, so we have no idea what what he's worth. Juwan James. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Okay. All right. I mean, <laughs> but but I'm just saying. So you're still talking about replacing three-fifths of that line, yeah. you know? And so even if one of those moves is to kick Garrett Bowles inside and put him at guard and hope that he, in a phone booth, is a little bit better and won't get as many holding calls. Yeah. It has been or, nice hearing the actual rumor, or not even the rumor, but the the idea that he might not be starting anymore. I kind of like that idea because, boy, is he bad. <laughs> yeah, the problem is we just we've talked about it at nauseum here, and it's that we – don't have an answer for if we bench him. So, <laughs> well, yeah. And that's so the, and even seeing him play, it's like he had the, he had a really good stretch after his first couple of games where he didn't hold anyone for after a while. After he got called out like, for hold, after he called out the league for holding. I think if holding. you put him at guard, he becomes a league average player, if not even a little better. Like yeah. uh, he has a chance maybe to still save his career. So kicking him inside, fine. We, then you still got to replace two starters, in my opinion, on the offensive line. Sure. You got to get a real center, like a good yeah. center, and you got to get a left tackle. And guess what? Those are the two hardest positions to find. Yep. <laughs> so, like, it's not like you just go out and, like, hey, this guy can come in and start for us. So, you got a problem there. I think you created a hole at wide receiver. Now, that was probably going to happen anyway. Sanders was probably going to leave in free agency, but you've got one good receiver. I, I know you guys like Tim Patrick. I know there's been. Well, Other, I mean, he hasn't played, so but who knows if he will this year. I don't think he'll play this year. But I'm just saying, like, you're yeah. talking about the long-term future. I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking yeah. about going forward. I think you got to add another playmaker at wide receiver. I think running back is really the only spot on the offense that you're set. And even I, then, it's yeah. fine. It's, like, not like 
we are studs. Right. Like at running back. It's, it's like, no, we've got enough. some really, you know, we got some good scrappy players. Yeah, it's, it's good enough. And so all those things said, you guys are talking about, well, you know, our defense is actually kind of close and blah, blah, blah. And in my head, I'm just saying, all you're doing is the same thing you've been doing for the past four years. No, it's not. Because look, if we, we are, if we, <laughs> it's all we can do right now is like peel it back just to the rawest, youngest players and see what we got. That's not what you're doing, though. You're keeping guys like Chris Harris oh, and Vaughn no. Miller, and I, I. That's what I'm saying. I disagree with your sentiment of oh, give Chris Harris a contract. By the time this offense is good, Chris Harris is going to be at the end of his career. He's going to be done. So you could just just let him walk for nothing. Like I, I would have traded him for whatever I well, could have no, gotten. I, I but agree. yes, let we all we all, <laughs> we all agree that that was Plan but, A. But yes, let him walk for nothing. Mm. I mean, $14 million against your cap is a lot of money, especially when you've got to go get an offensive line, and that's what the starting center went for last year. Mitch Morris got a $10 million a year deal. Uh, Matt Paradis got uh, an $8 million a year deal. Like, that is your that is your starting center. You know what? I think, you know, I think you're right. I mean, if you were going to, like— just dump money. It makes it all the more dumb. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe and it just makes me so, so angry. Frustrated <laughs> before, right? Like, but what is the plan? And if the plan is to get better for next year or the year after that, then Chris Harris should have been gone for whatever you could get for him. Hey, but like John always says, we're right there. Yeah, well, (laughs) show me that you're right there by getting an offensive line, having wide receivers that are good, having a quarterback that can play, drafting a middle linebacker, having an answer at the on the other side of Chris Harris at corner. Like you're not right there. You're not. Yeah. Devin Bush has been so good this year. He has Dude. been so good for Pittsburgh. Oh my so, god! And Devin White's been really good too. We didn't we didn't have a chance at him because yeah. he got drafted ahead of time. But both the Devins, both the middle linebackers that everyone is like focused on, are just revelations. Do we think that Noah Fant could be better in his second year? Well, he can't be not much worse. Quarterback. Well, yeah. I mean, not like if we address the quarterback, if if Drew Locke is what he is, he's let's put it this if, way: if Drew Locke is good. If he's better than Joe Flacco and Case Keenum and Trevor Simeon and let's, the six quarterbacks we've had since Peyton Manning, let's put it this way: he's not a problem. That's a good point. He's 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 worth uh, what three million, four million dollars as a first round, late first round contract. You've got him on your books for five years. Like, wait and see what the kid develops into. And this is the this is the nice part about not overpaying on second and third contracts when your team isn't that good. You go give Chris Harris a third contract now or a fourth contract. I think it's a, I think it's a third you're, one. You're yeah. gonna you're putting yourself your team in a bad situation, money money wise, monetarily against the cap. Well, first things first. See what happens against Cleveland and our, <laughs> our and the Brandon Ella Brandon Allen era. If he walked in here right now, it's like, hey guys, would you even know? No, no, <laughs> you have no idea. He's no. been in the league for four years, and you have no idea who this dude is. He's been on like practice squads and like played some maybe preseason, but he, he, yeah, no, we got no idea. All right, home stretch here, the worst damn sports show period where we do this. Talk about exactly that, the worst thing that we came across one way or another, sports or otherwise. Who wants to go? Uh, I can go first. Mine's a, a little bit of a uh, two-part here. The worst is, uh, well, Halloween in Colorado. It's oh. tough. It's oh. tough, man. I love Halloween. Don't get me wrong. It's my favorite holiday of the year. I love all the, the movies, the spooky vibes, of course, the candy. That's probably the best part. But, man, Halloween in Colorado is rough. You, you can't go and be the sexy Mr. Rogers <laughs> Without wearing a giant overcoat, because yeah, I mean, there's still inside. a foot of snow out on the ground out there. You, you can't walk around with your, uh, I don't know, half cup belly shirt like Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott for Halloween, because it's cold. You're gonna get frostbite. You're gonna lose a limb, and it's just it's rough. So <laughs> Halloween in Colorado, sometimes you are the worst. I also want to throw in there, there are polls on Twitter right now of which holiday has the better candy, mm-hmm. Easter. Valentine's oh. Day, Christmas, or Halloween? It's Halloween, Halloween yeah. all the way. I'd if say you, Christmas is right up there, though. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Easter, it all no. The way through. Easter, yeah. Easter, you get like weird Easter. chocolate, like just things covered in it's chocolate. Just jelly Saint. beans, man. Yeah, jelly yeah. beans, yeah. You, Easter, you get those. Easter is like a ripoff of Halloween. Yeah. When you get all yeah. the same as Halloween candy. It's just kind of repackaged. And your only Easter costume candy. is a pink bunny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. What do you got, Dubs? Um, actually, why don't you go first? Because I'm trying to find an exact quote here. Okay, mine is uh, 
our weekend's opponent. Not all of the Cleveland Browns. Even though, <laughs> even though yeah, whatever. Earth Look, tones. man, th- this is going to be two teams. The Cleveland Earth Tones. If we lose to the Browns, we're officially the new Browns. And if they lose to us. <laughs> they're still the Browns. <laughs> they're still the Browns. Uh, but mostly Baker Mayfield, who uh, he, he apparently is not handling pressure okay. He had a press conference with a reporter, and it, it went a little bit like this. Hard to hear all of it because uh, there's other people talking in the background, but maybe you can get the gist. Here we go. Penalty happened and we're the clock's the not running. No, 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 stop saying but. I just told you the clock was running and we had a penalty. You want to give them the ball back? No, you don't play. You don't know it. That's just plain and simple. Were you happy with that job? Was I happy with the job? No, we didn't score points. That's the dumbest question you could ask. What? All right, so uh, let's break that down and all the <laughs> douchey things he said in like 17 seconds. Starting with, stop saying but to the guy when he was explaining like all the, he was like having a back and forth with him. And then he said... You don't play, you don't know, which is a classic fallback for the second-year quarterback. Yeah, I hate that line (laughs) so much. Yeah. Uh, Followed by, uh, was I happy with it? No, that's the dumbest question I've ever heard, and then walks out, walks away from the the interview. It's got no chill, man. No. And you're an NFL quarterback. You're going to get questions like this. I mean, thank God you don't play for the Broncos. Man, you'd be crying by now. I mean, the Cleveland fans have to be – they'll take what they can get. Yeah. Well, Cleveland Cleveland fans are making the excuse about his fiery passion and how how just a a fan of the game he is and how he's going to be so great eventually. (laughs) And he just might. But that's part of being an NFL quarterback saying, listen, you know, we're not getting it done. Things just haven't worked out for us. We're working hard, but not dropping the you don't play, you don't know, that's a dumb question thing. I wish he just would have went the route of Marshawn Lynch and been like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah. Like, just don't say anything. Just don't just, say anything. I get it. You're frustrated, man. We're, we're, we've seen players address that in a different way. Baker Mayfield's definitely one of those guys who just loves it when things going right and cannot get enough of the spotlight. But the second, like, things aren't, like, all he could do is lash out. Yeah, he's not dangerous. Yeah. And well, yet he is. <laughs> well, and but we all know there's trolls in the media. Like, we know better than anybody else. But there are people who are just sitting there asking trolling questions, trying to get under your skin. I have never like, done that in this profession ever. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's... And you know there are sports writers who do that, who are just, like, annoying little gnats who are trying to pick at you. That guy's questions were totally legitimate. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. And I don't know if he was frustrated from questions earlier in the press conference or whatever, but, like, dude... You gotta, you gotta chill. Yeah. All right. My worst is the NCAA has said that they'll allow <laughs> to benefit. It's been uh, a minute since we've had both. Since their likeness. <laughs> Listen. First of all, you were late to the train. You had to force your hand by having states start yeah. passing laws. Like you're way behind the train. But I, and Scott Van Pelt said this. I noticed it when they first put it out too. And I wish I had the exact quote in front of me. I wasn't able to find it. But their whole statement, like everybody's just taking the first line of it, which is the NCAA will allow college athletes to benefit, to profit rather from their likeness, their image, uh, and use of such. Right. The very next line in what they put out was as long as it is consistent and benefits the NCAA. <laughs> like they put this ridiculous, un, uh, you're, you're not able to tell exactly what it means caveat on it. Like, well, if we say it's okay, then it's going to be probably okay as long as we profit from it too. And it's not just you profiting from your name and likeness because you're playing football for free for us. So when Jalen Ramsey becomes or Jalen Hurts becomes the uh, the cover for EA's NCAA football game and they're making a billion dollars on the game it, the NCAA is going to take 90% of that and then it's cool, right? <laughs> right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Making money. but if Jalen Hurts just tries to go and profit off his name otherwise they're going to be like well that's not in the best interest of a we're not making any dollars and I saw somebody be like well you can't have one player driving around in a Ferrari and the yeah, rest of that's them- where people taking these things to the extremes <laughs> like Dabo Sweeney saying he's going to quit if like players can like make money off of it. Who, by the way, just got a $93 million contract. It's like the people who are benefiting 
are still upset about anything rocking the boat. When it's like these dudes can't even go get a job at McDonald's. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because it looks like it could be impropriety because it could be a booster who owns the McDonald's and they could be getting paid not to go to work. Oh, yeah. It's just quote unquote a job at McDonald's. And so like, yes, I understand that there are going to be loopholes and it's going to take some work to figure out how to get these kids paid. But at the same time, the NCAA is an archaic old organization whose power is slipping away and they feel it slipping away and they're just squeezing tighter and tighter and guess what you're gonna they're gonna you're gonna be gone they're gonna abolish the NCAA because they cannot get with the times if you're gonna take a step forward make it an actual step forward stop with the ridiculousness and that actual step forward would would benefit them like it would still benefit yes, them <laughs> still win but not as much yeah. and that's it that's the worst damn sports show period thanks for hanging out and continue to do so on twitter find us at worst damn with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.